Welcome to A Course in Miracles Chanting. My name is Ezra. Thank you for being here. God bless you. God bless you in your holiness as you are, as you are truly holy, eternally holy, and unchangeably holy. Hallelujah. Amen. This chant is called, Father, my holiness is not of me. It comes from Lesson 299 in A Course in Miracles. I will read the words. Father, My holiness is not of me. It is not mine to be destroyed by sin. It is not mine to suffer from attack. Illusions can obscure it, but cannot put out its radiance, nor dim its light. It stands forever perfect and untouched. In it are all things healed, for they remain as you created them, and I can know my holiness, for holiness itself created me, and I can know my source, because it is your will that you be known. Eternal holiness abides in me. Amen. I could say that this chant is dedicated to Francis. Francis Zhu, that recently passed on to the other side. In all her glory, as we are, the Holy Son of God, eternally whole, shining bright, absolute holiness, created by holiness, remaining as God created us in our holiness. Hallelujah. So God bless you, Francis, as you rise into the heights of heaven. All God's blessings to you. I pray for you now that you rise into the highest heights of heaven. Hallelujah. So if you know, Frances Sue has passed to the other side. She was with David Hoffmeister as a messenger of peace, as a, as a teacher of God, traveling the world and speaking many, many times with David Hoffmeister and without David Hoffmeister. Um, just a, a wonderful blessing to the world. And um, I have seen many near-death experiences, their testimonies. There's a wonderful website, The Other Side NDE. If you are interested on YouTube, The Other Side NDE is a YouTube channel, and they are posting often. Um, I believe more and more NDEers are coming out as they see that it's accepted, and they hear other people's testimonies, uh, they're giving their testimony. Sometimes it is something that happened 30 years ago, and they haven't really spoken about it, and they are speaking about it. So I just find them so fascinating and confirming that 
Yes, there is heaven. Heaven awaits us all. And it is more beautiful than we can imagine with colors that we cannot describe. And Jesus and his mighty love and bright, bright light. Uh, one, one woman said, yeah, Jesus is a pretty big deal up there. And that kind of says a lot of it. That yes, in heaven, Jesus is a big deal. And uh, he is just the brightest light. And his love is indescribable for each and every one of us. And that Francis, I, I'm seeing her there. Uh, another thing I could say is a friend of Francis's. I don't know him. I heard him on an interview, though. Uh, Andy Pedgman, I believe it's pronounced, um, posted that he wanted to give healing to Francis when she had cancer before she passed. And so he was going to give some distance healing. And so he prayed about it and he felt guided. He felt told, okay, let's do some distant healing. See her first as she truly is. And when he did that, seeing her as she truly was, it's sort of this chant where he saw her in her absolute holiness. And long story short, saw that no healing was needed. She was, as she always was, eternally holy, the bright light created as God created us. So let's go through these words. Father, my holiness is not of me. So we can know that we are created holy and we did not create ourselves. And um, if you've lived for a while, you might realize that you cannot trust yourself in the world uh, to do anything really and truly good uh, someone even in, in uh, the Bible called Jesus, good man, good teacher, good teacher. And he said, why do you call me good? No one is good but my Father in heaven. And so to trust that we could not be trusted to create ourselves in any good way. However, we did not create ourselves. Hallelujah. God created us and God created us holy. And so our holiness is not our creation, but God's creation. Therefore, we can rest in that. We can have confidence in that. My holiness is not of me. It's not mine to be destroyed by sin. It's not up to me to be able to destroy it. It wasn't created destroyable that I could, um, as a mischievous child, decide to destroy my holiness. That is not possible. And it is not mine to suffer from attack. It's not even uh, vulnerable to be attacked and to suffer. I can't do that. Whether it's me or a, a projection of another attacking my holiness, it's not vulnerable to being attacked. So, amen, my holiness and that's wonderful. It's not some elusive holiness. It is my holiness. The truth of who I am is holy. And so my holiness, I can abide in that being who I am in the truth of myself and that it cannot be destroyed. It cannot suffer from attack, no matter what I do or anyone does. And no matter the state of the body. So to see Francis, to know that her holiness uh, is unchanged. 
and has always been unchanged, no matter the state of the body, and that is where we see true healing. Illusions can obscure it, but cannot put out its radiance nor dim its light. It stands forever perfect and untouched. So this is like the experience of Andy seeing Francis in her true state. So of course we can take all of us as Francis uh, is an example right now where illusions can obscure it but cannot put out its radiance. So to see her, to see all of us, any of us, each of us in the true radiance of our holiness, the true light of our holiness, it cannot be dimmed. The radiance cannot be put out. It stands forever perfect and untouched. Nothing in the world touches it. Only illusions can obscure it. Illusions can obscure it. So when we identify with our perceptions, if we identify with symptoms, if we identify with our thoughts and feelings, we can have feelings of fear and sadness. But if we identify with those, then we'll really believe them. But we can see that those are illusions obscuring the light of our holiness, which cannot be put out, it cannot be dimmed, it cannot be touched. Hallelujah. So that is, um, that is a practice of ours to see through, we can call that Christ vision, to see through to the truth of the holiness of who we are and everyone else in the face of a grievance, knowing that I cannot trust what I'm seeing or feeling in the physical realm. No matter what the feelings are saying, these are illusions obscuring my holiness, which cannot change. And the ultimate illusion that is obscuring our holiness is the sense of a separated self, the ego. The ego is the first and last illusion that is obscuring our holiness. And it is conniving, and it wants you to believe in it at any cost. It will do anything, even hell. It will make up a place of eternal damnation and absolute suffering and fear that we believe in that we will then make for ourselves horrible, horrible consequences to believe that God does not love us and will cut us off, to believe that uh, our guilt is justified and is deserving of punishment, and therefore we will experience hell. That is the way of the ego. That is the, those are the attempts of the ego. And so this separated self to believe in is believing that I am, I'm a person. I am special. I am who I made myself to be. Um, I am serving this person that is who I am, as opposed to I am the holiness that God created. It's not localized. It's not temporal, it's not caught here in time, and it's not caught here in space as a local thing here in my body. Of course, the body being so tied to the ego as being here and uh, restricted to here, not the glorious infinite being that we are. Uh, a, a fun little story that I heard from Rupert Spira of 
this separated self that we believe ourselves to be. Uh, the, the metaphor was serving a master in a large house. So we are a servant of a master in a large house, this master representing this person that we are, and we're doing so many things to defend this person, to hold it up. And so the metaphor is that there is uh, the door to the master's suite, and we leave the food outside the door every day, throughout the day, and we are constantly serving this master, keeping the house clean for the master, doing all the duties of the house, um, and potentially feeling a lot of pressure, feeling rushed, feeling um, like we have to do better, um, you know, all the feelings that would go along with uh, trying to do a good job serving a master and the pressures of that and the guilt of maybe not doing it well. So this is going on for a long, long time. And then one day, the door to the master's suite is left ajar, slightly open, and you go and put the food down at the master's door as usual, and you see that the door is open, and so you peek inside. And you're not sure what to do, but you are so allured to see the master, and you open the door, and you go in, and you look around, and you look around, and you find that nobody is there. There is nobody in the room. You have been serving this master that doesn't exist. Hallelujah. This separated self is a false identity that does not exist. And the alternative to that is our holiness that God created. Our holiness that God created. Hallelujah. And to kind of take off from this metaphor to another one that I love also, I can't remember where I heard it, but the idea of, so then who are we? What, what are we looking for? Um, and this was a, a true story of someone, and so let's relate it to finding yourself, that there was a bus, and it was on a bus trip, and all the passengers were on the bus trip, and at some point they got off for lunch. And they were told, in 45 minutes, we must all be back on the bus so that we can leave again. And so everyone went out for lunch, and they came back to the bus. And there was a, a woman that a uh, little bit older, I think she was foreign. And so maybe uh, English wasn't her first language, and let's say this bus tour was in English. And so they did a roll call back on the bus, and they found someone was missing. And so they all went out looking for this person, including this woman. And they went out looking and looking for the person. And they kept looking and they kept looking. No one could find the missing person. And it became more and more confusing. And then gradually it became clear to this woman they had been looking for her. She was the missing person. And this realization that... Nobody is missing. It's me that I've been looking for this whole time. And that's sort of a metaphor of enlightenment that you find it's you all along. You've been looking for yourself. So it's not a change, but a realization. And you realize that it, it is my true self. This holiness, this holiness that I'm looking for is me. This Christ that I'm looking for 
is me. This love that I feel like I've been missing is not missing because it's me. Amen. Wonderful stories, wonderful metaphors. So, who we truly are, this love, this Christ, this holy self, stands forever perfect and untouched. And it is not missing, and you do not have to look for it, only awaken to the fact that you are it. Amen. No matter what the body says, no matter what symptoms, cancer, pain, suffering, fear or sadness or confusion, no matter what, this holiness, the true self that we are, remains perfect and untouched. And this uh, relating to near-death experiences, everyone that has passed to the other side and come back has the reports of the most beautiful love being completely one, belonging perfectly, accepted perfectly, perfectly loved, no matter if they are Muslim, Hindu, Jew, Christian, atheist, agnostic, no matter what. The one report I heard was a Catholic that had a hell experience. And some people do have hell experiences. She later found out that maybe three out of ten have hell experiences. But then, in the end, she went up to, to the heavenly experience. But she had been raised Catholic. She had been convinced from a young age that only the greatest saints go straight to heaven and everyone else goes through purgatory. And purgatory is hell, only it's temporary, to pay off your sins. And so she was raised that the more rosaries and Hail Marys and all these prayers and, and offerings that you can do reduce your time in purgatory. But there is definitely time in purgatory. Each rosary... Uh, subtracts 300 days or 60 days in purgatory. I don't know. So she was convinced that there was purgatory waiting for everyone, waiting for her. And she had the experience of hell, which she related to purgatory. And she got out as she was reminded of Christmas somehow. And she started singing, Away in a manger, no crib for his bed. The little Lord, and boom, she was brought into heaven before she said the name Jesus, interestingly. And so she was in the heavenly experience of perfect love, and she came back. It wasn't her time. So I believe that we all have the experience of heaven, and people are shown their past lives. So I believe that in this uh, illusory way, we continue to come back to learn more about love, we continue to come back to forgive more um, until we realize our oneness, until we, we desire only heaven and we have no more attachments in the world, until we realize ourselves as the Christ, and so we just rise into that experience without needing to come back and realize it in, on earth. Um, and if uh, someone is believing in hell, they may experience that. I also believe if someone is absolutely evilly intentioned, they may come into a hell experience, but that nothing of that is eternal, that is of the ego, is set in time, and we all will be brought into the truth of who we are, because that is the only thing that is eternal. Amen. So, let's read on. In it are all things healed, 
So in our holiness are all things healed, for they remain as you created them, Father. So in, in abiding in the truth of who we are, are all things healed. And I do believe that that results in physical healing of the body. Um, we're not all there yet. I, it's, a, it's a very, very high state. So to be gentle with yourself, however, to maintain that, that faith and belief that, yes, A Course in Miracles is clear that there will be no sickness, there will be no pain, there will be no suffering and no disease. We could simply rise up from it and say, I no longer need this and be completely healed. So, um, yeah, to know that is, that is a very high state of having absolutely no use for sickness, no belief in it whatsoever, to completely and 100% identify with our holiness. So let's work towards it. Let's continue reminding ourselves of it until we get to the point of accepting it. And 100% acceptance is 100% healing. Reading on, and I can know my holiness. This is so beautiful. So the holiness is the truth of who we are. In it are all things healed. And we can know our holiness. Knowledge is talked about so much in the Course. Knowledge of the truth of who we are. For holiness itself created me. So this is the truth, that holiness, capital H, created me. And I can know my, capital H, capital S, source, I can know God who created me because it is your will, Father God, that you be known. Amen. So again, to remind yourself that I want to know God. God wants me to know God. So what is standing in my way of complete revelation, of being and abiding in the complete knowing of God in that amazing, glorious love, that insurmountable power, that perfect peace, that absolute freedom. I can know that. God wants me to know that. We want, this, we want the same thing. So to continuously let go, let go, let go of anything and everything else. Abide in the truth of our holiness. Abide in the knowledge that God wants to know us. God wants us to know him. And that that is all we want. There is one problem, the sense of separation. One solution, the atonement. That we remain holy as God created us. So bless you in this chant. So there's one more line. Eternal holiness abides in me. That sums it up. That is the title of the lesson 299. Eternal holiness abides in me. Something to, as is the title of the lesson, to say again and again and again and again. Eternal holiness abides in me. That is forever and ever and ever. Amen. Eternally. And it is in me no matter what perception shows. That this eternal holiness, the Christ is in me. The Christ is who I am. This eternal holiness is who I am. It is not of me. It is, it is of God. And eternal holiness. So eternal can be confused with a long, 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 long time. However, eternal is no time. It's timeless. 
It's timeless. It's heavenly. It's in the state of heaven where they all report they have no sense of time. Amen. So bless you and praise God that people with these NDEs are going to heaven and it is awaiting us and we can arise into it right now. So why not? However, no matter what, that heavenly experience is awaiting us and it is the most glorious thing. It is the most glorious thing. And it is seen and known so clearly that this world is but a dream. Amen. Heaven awaits. Bless you in this chant uh, with all love and the confident assurance that we are holy in Jesus' name.